WEMF. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Wallace. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. You know, it warms the cockles of my heart every time I hear that intro. The man comes in and lets you know deep inside. I will think. Hold it. You gave a little extra on that intro, too. Hey, I'm feeling good tonight, man. I had to express it. You know why? Because we have news, we have reviews, but also we have Deadpool, my friend. Mm. (laughs) I cannot begin to to, to let the audience know and feel properly how excited I am about this. You can see it, yeah. I can see it in your eyes. You don't have glasses on today. I can see it clearly. Yo, I was so excited for this show. (laughs) I ran out of the house, forgot my glasses, forgot my headphones, forgot my tie. I don't even recognize you. (sighs) You know what, man? It's, it's It's that legit. Yeah. It is that serious and that thorough. But you know what? It's okay. You have pants on, yeah. You're lucky I have <laughs> pants on. I ran out the house, but I am prepared. How prepared am I? Well, I made sure to bring the whole crew tonight, okay? It's me. And the voice you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, is my homeboy, Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Black Adam Willis, we call him. Why? Because <laughs> his soul. It, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, dude, dude, than dark. dude, we have a good <laughs> show tonight, man. I'm happy to see you, dude, especially after yeah, being denied your presence for a week, my friend. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, obviously we're coming to you. We, we were out last week. We missed Amy's birthday. Happy uh, belated yeah. birthday to you, of course. It was course. my birthday. Yeah, it was, oh. and so we had to miss it, of course. The weather was awful, so we, we took a week off, but we're not here now, so everything's... Yeah. Everything's good, right? Everything's great. You sounded unsure for a second there. Hold on. All right, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Let's describe who we have in this cavalcade of horrors. We have my homeboy, Dirty D. Hey, what's up, brothers? Welcome, man. Welcome. Chilling kind of, you know, silently in the cut over there like you planning. We got to change my name, man. Dirty, dirty D. D sounds kind of nasty. Though. No, that's, <laughs> that's why you keep. I'm dirty sounds very D. It's dirty D because you come with the gritty. Huh? You come with the real. Right, <laughs> it sounds you know, pervy, bro. It does sound pervy. That's <laughs> why I kind of like it. There's nothing pervy about it. What's pervy <laughs> is the fact you drive that windowless van. Okay, we got to talk about that <laughs> later on. Even but, in the wintertime, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. That's, when, the that's, that's, when the, that's when the kids are ripe for pluck, pluck, uh, plucking and picking <laughs> yeah. with the candy. and the, no, Come in and get warm. I didn't say that. That wasn't me. That was Pat. That was all me. That was all me just letting them know. All right, but also in the house the voice you heard right there very feminine yes. uh, uh, belongs to dj mikey it. mike mike <laughs> well, thank you hey. hey hey all right no of course i'm talking about our very own <laughs> our very own anime convention correspondent amy mccobb hello hey looking sharp tonight amy Thank you. I got this really nice sweater. This this guy gave me a sweater from the eighties. It's super ugly. Oh wow! I'm really excited for people to tell me to shut up a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, that uh, that you wear it proudly and in good health. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, we can see the man plainly outside, just taking his sweet ass time, looking at. Uh, oh, was that? No, that's not. Oh, that, that's not. Definitely I'm, not Johnny. Bro. I was getting rid of Johnny. I feel bad now. I looked outside and it's Herb, nah. one of the other producers here at uh, WEMF. I thought he said uh, a Herb. I was like, no, that, that, he can hear uh, us. He, 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 he can hear us. Yeah, he's, he's, he's okay. He's, 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 he's tweeting about God knows what. Yeah. But let's jump right into it because we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show as always for you kids. But I just want to get into some of this news because I'm familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's. Am I the only one that's familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's? No, no. Oh, I am familiar with Five Nights at okay. Freddy's. All right, cool, cool, cool. And I bring that up because Five Nights at Freddy's recently released or re-released an RPG uh, that was kind of controversial online. Kind of controversial for a few reasons. One being that Five Nights at Freddy's is, how would you describe it, a horror game? It's a like, jump scare game. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's jump scares. So it's, it's a horror... It's the source of it. Yeah. Horror-like. Okay, well, it's, it's based in fear. But it's also uh, well. Dude, come on, tell me I'm wrong, yo. It's based in uh, the just like puberty, unease. basically. Yeah. Uh, what? 
<laughs> Based in fear, all of it. Yeah. I mean, okay, I, I could make a comparison of Five Nights to Freddy and Freddy's oh. to puberty. Five Nights at Freddy's is a jump scare game that really gained popularity, less so from the game itself, but more from Let's Play videos on U YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of different ones, I don't need the to rattle them off, but stuff, people yeah. watching people freak out playing this game. And yeah. another factor in it was that the game creator just kept on putting them out. They'd be like, oh, Five Nights at Freddy's 2, and then like barely six months later, Five Nights at Freddy's 3. And then he goes on, uh, forgive me for skipping ahead, he goes on to release this RPG, mm -hmm. and everyone's mm -hmm. really, really excited for it, and then it sucks. It well, just I don't know sucks. If everyone was excited for it. it. Just the sucks. concept of Well, really, is that nobody wanted it. It's yeah. that nobody asked for this <laughs> game. And it was just really buggy. Like, they felt kind of rushed. And I think what they're doing now is they're pushing for a re release for it. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they did, they did a re release. Like this was this was uh, about a month ago they released it and everyone saw, yeah, dude, it's really buggy and also complained about it being kind of cutesy as well. When Five Nights at Freddy's is more weird cutesy. Weird like, cutesy. Uh, like, yeah, like, like cutesy. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be a ripping I mean, off no, no, don't. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, no, the kids. there's Amy McCobb cutesy. Mm. Then there's D Dirty D cutesy. That's mm. basically what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a fox biting off the front of, animatronic fox biting off the front of someone's head or something. Yeah, yeah it's very Rock of Fire Explosion meets uh, American McGee's uh, House of Horrors. But um, they were still re-released the RPG anyways, despite these yeah, reviews. And um, I don't know. I'd say the franchise took a major hit. It did. Yeah. Um, it did. So also now what they're doing, like why this is a new story. I realize we kind of danced around the point for, for a few minutes here. Why this is a new story is because McFarlane Toys, excuse me, has just picked up the license and is going to start producing Five Nights at Freddy's toys. Which are going to be awesome. That is so you think, cool. You, you think so? Collectors around, I yeah. think, yeah. The, the people that are the most interested in Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. they're the ones running out to Hot Topic already. There's, I was just in there recently. Surprise, surprise. Uh, there's lots of t-shirts and keychains and stuff. They collect things. They go to anime cons. I, I was just at a con this weekend. I saw lots of Five Nights at Freddy's cosplayers. Mm -hmm. They want to go to the dealer's room and buy these toys okay. they want to go to their local you know toy emporium and buy these figurines there is definitely a market for it although mm. not necessarily in the mainstream eye mm. well my thing was i thought this might be like a little uh a little too late like first of all too little too late mm. uh not not necessarily to save five nights phrase i don't think that franchise is hurt mm. at all they made their money but the image of it is like i i want to say shot once you release that bad game unless you're bethesda where people expect you to have Horrible, 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 extensive, <laughs> endless amounts of bugs. Like almost, it's almost an Easter egg to find bugs in Bethesda games. But I mean, unless that's your MO, which I hate to say that it is for Bethesda, I think they kind of relish that now. When you like blast a cockroach and its leg is just in the air mocking mm -hmm. you out, like the thing was giving you the finger from the grave, you know, that's that's one thing. When you're this franchise that, that built its, you know, its bread and butter is scaring people, and then you release a QTRPG, like, no, trust me, it's going to be amazing, and then it's not, uh, that seems to be like something that very few companies are able to come back from. And not that, you know, if Five Nights at Freddy's, if this was the nail in the coffin, would really be that detrimented, because, I mean, like, they got paid already. They, they're good and they're done. But partnering up with, with, uh, with McFarlane Toys seems like kind of a desperation tactic to regain that good faith. Like, they have a lot more of these um, unrequested sequels coming up. And they want people to actually, you know, invest in them versus saying, well, that RPG was lame, so I'm just going to move on to... 
I don't know, Ghost Recon or some crap. Ghost Uh Johnny's in the house, by the way. <laughs> Forgot to introduce you, man. Welcome. Right, my mic. Oh, it is on. Right, yeah, you're cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Did you guys uh, talk about the uh, the fact that uh, the RPG itself was, uh, what's the word for it? Crap. Horrible. No, yes. Uh, yes, we all did. of those things, <laughs> but it was uh, early release. Early access, that's the word. No, we did. Did you play it? No, well, I don't play crap, so. Oh, oh, excuse me. Sir. I, mean, this, this I don't is, play. I won't deem below my to standards lower of living. We're, we're talking about the worst pile of turd that could ever exist for an early access game. It was Damn, downright awful. Fired. Well, wow. it it was what was it, the uh, the creator like spent I think like a month, not even, on making this early access. Scott, thing. um, yeah, Scott Crawford, Crawfish. Cawthorn. Uh, he barely spent any time on Cawfish. it. It was early access, so the, uh, the and he released a lot of his games as early access. Mm -hmm. It's just that with this one, it was really, really early, early, like pre-alpha, super bad. Mm, okay, so we were thinking more along the lines of just uh, troubles with releasing a new, a different genre type in this game. You're thinking more hubris. Yeah, no, there's, uh, if this was a full-fledged game that he released like not not early access mm -hmm. there'd be no excuse this would be like the worst pilot turd i'm talking like superman 64 level of like <laughs> oh we don't we don't bring up not, superman 64 yeah. that's just rude this is a broadcast to the uh, to the world here let's not say anything we can't take back that that is where it is right now though its quality mm -hmm. is to that caliber you didn't play oh, it okay so that's, no i that's... i didn't no one plays it because it's that bad. Mm. It's so buggy. It's chakra and it's so, so into to whack games. Like, wow. yeah. I stay away from this. There, there are videos that people can watch about how yeah. bad the RPG experience really is. All right, so then what's your take on uh, McFarlane Toys picking up the license? Because they're going to release action figures of Five Nights at Freddy's. Also, one thing I like is that these new figures are going to be like, they're going to be uh, buildable. So it's not just I'm going to have the posable. Uh, damn, I don't remember any of the names of the freaking things like Bonnie uh, Chica. Thank you, thank yeah, you. I'm sorry, my uh, son plays the, the hell out of that game. <laughs> no, no, dude, you got the I inside can... stuff. He had like my entire family, like next generation of the family, in his room, jump scaring the hell out oh, of the no. night. Like Christ, like what are you doing? Okay, so yeah, now see that's the thing that gets me. I don't want a Slender Man action figure. Why would I want? I do. Five, I want a Slender Man action Whoa. figure. Oh well, okay. You, you, you I don't scare you. Don't take this Slender from me. I want my creepy pasta. Action figures. That sounds great. Okay, all right. I guess I'm alone in this. I thought this would be a bad hot idea, topic target I'm, audience. Well, we established this. Todd is probably I'm, the best choice to you know yeah. even approach it. I mean, why not? Just mm -hmm. let him do it. You know, Todd McFarlane captures like the demonic, you know, whatever look or. You know, I'm holding out for that Springtrap figure. Yeah, that would be it. nice. Damn, damn. So, I am. There's I am. a real spooky one called Springtrap. It's like an extra spooky one, mm -hmm. and that would make an excellent Todd McFarlane figure. Everything you guys are saying disturbs me to the. Just chill yeah. to the bone right now. Google Springtrap. Right. No, I will a, not. He's very spooky. I, re I refuse. And for that description, the first thing you say is it's very spooky. I'm, spooky. I'm, I'm sensitive. I don't want to offend your delicate sensibilities. My virgin ears alone are, are just quivering. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways. The, um, ugh, all right. Sorry. I, had, I was choking on my, choking on my own fright and uh, trying to not wet myself here. <laughs> Um, Five Nights at Freddy's at Freddy's World is the name of the RPG, and actually, it's released. Uh, the re-release is available now for Game Jolt if you want to check it out, oh, wow. or as Johnny would say, if you want to subject yourself to this dreck. Um, the hopes are to rejuvenate the franchise with the uh, toy line after the buggy RPG release, the initial RPG release. So, Johnny, maybe you want to check it out now, man. Supposedly, 
Uh, the bugs have been worked out, the storyline's been tweaked, and now it's a respectable enough game no. that he's felt confident. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't not, play it. No. Sorry. Johnny's it, not going to play it. I'm not going to play it's, it. It's still, sure. So what they did is they, they fixed the parts where it's no longer... Uh, where where you can no longer beat it, so that's it. Like now, now you can actually like beat it. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, everyone except Johnny, if you want to check this out, you can uh, peep it at Game Jolt or keep an eye out for the uh, toy line, which they're they've uh, said will be coming up. Don't check it out. Save the, your the money. The toy line. Calm down. Toy line's the, cool. The toy line will right. uh, be released. I completely blow, took the wind out of the sails of this. All right, the toy line will be available uh, coming around this summer. Check it out. Um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. World and the subsequent toy line from McFarlane Toys. Now, I'm a Star Trek fan. Really? Oh, what? Surely. I know <laughs> Star I, Trek I, is awesome. I hide yeah. it so well, and I'm, I'm not, I don't believe I'm alone in the house, am I? Star Trek no, is terrible. No, it's right. the worst thing I've that ever seen. Says the girl with the Will Wheaton shirt. I'm literally <laughs> sitting here. I'm literally sitting here in a Wesley Crusher sweater that Pat gave me. I love Star Trek. I can't even pretend that I don't like Star Trek. My father will roll around in his grave like, you don't like Star Trek? All right. Well, okay. Then this story um, is one that I was initially really jazzed about. But now, knowing what I do know about the story may... Oh. Yeah. Um, so let's see how, how it actually fares. But dig this. Brian Fuller Yay. has been announced as the showrunner of CBS's new Star Trek series. We announced a while back that a new Star Trek series yeah. was coming from CBS. Now they've got a showrunner. Because um, he's got a great track record with having shows down the air. You know, he, he really does. Especially, and also, not just, not just shows, <laughs> what are you but talking he's about? written really? for... The <laughs> shows get canceled like way too early. They, they're great, though. They're all no, fantastic. They did. fantastic. They, they, they all last like two or three seasons and then they're like they they go and then everyone's like clamors for him to come back but it's like that they was don't, true they don't until Hannibal Hannibal's Hannibal Hannibal got canceled canceled, canceled Hannibal, yeah. Hannibal's got canceled Hannibal yeah. got canceled yeah. it got season a, three it got a kind of ending but it's clearly not like did the, the ending it got like the oh, Deadwood well, then, treatment like you got yeah, three seasons exactly. and everyone's like what do you mean you're not coming back it's, oh well then shut no, me up I, yeah. thought, I thought Hannibal was the exception no no it proves the rule actually yeah so he's he's awesome man he's I like all the stuff he's done it's just it, it's too bad. I, I'm not saying they, it won't work out for what he's doing with Star Trek. There's a lot huge fan base there, obviously, uh, and so I'm glad someone who you know who's competent taking the, the helm of this thing. This is great. Oh yeah, I would also hope that it would be. Now this would be the uh, the uh, end of that monkey's paw curse he seems to have on us. Yeah. On his uh, on his shows, we talk about what it was the, what he did. You know, he did Hannibal, uh, Pushing, Pushing Daisies. Daisies. He yeah. did Dead Like Me too, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, and Dead Like Me was a phenomenal. Actually, yeah, show. Yeah, I love yeah. that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but also that's the thing though. His shows, even though apparently they get uh, like yanked really quickly, develop a following and even a yeah, even enough cult status to get like sure. their own movies. Dead Like Me had uh, two movies released after uh, the um, the show's cancellation. Mm. You know, de- uh, de- um, damn, damn it. Pushing Daisies is today one of the most, I guess, talked about shows online. Uh, even like long, like just the fan base wanted that show to yeah. continue for so long. Yeah. Um, well, basically, what we're, the point is, he was he has been announced as the new showrunner for CBS's Star Trek, and it's been uh, made public by the executive producer of that show, Alex. <coughs> No, I actually have the name. I actually have the name. Uh, Alex uh, Kurtzman. 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 Why do people have Z's in their name? Why is that it's, a uh, thing? It, it, I, it I makes can explain it... that if you really need that. Yeah, but... I don't think we do. We're we'll we're good. That we'll say it's part of where you're from, I think. We're yeah. All right. We'll go into a long <laughs> post-show discussion as to why the ampersand fell out of uh, modern speech. Why does it have umlauts? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you why they have umlauts, and it is racist. Um, <laughs> according to executive producer Alex Kurtzman, Fuller has an encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek. 
a Star Trek canon yeah. and plans to return it to its roots. Now, that's what gives me a, a, a bit of pause. That, yeah, because yeah, Star Trek, uh, since breaking away from the original Gene Roddenberry uh, stranglehold, has been one of the greatest um, television franchises ever, with very few missteps. Those missteps being, unfortunately, Voyager, which I still love. Uh, things like Enterprise, where it's fans taking things on. I'm sorry, I do. Or no, it's okay. A, I love Voyager. I, I, when Paris and, and, Jay, so they, here we and go, Janeway like, de-evolve into fish, that was a beautiful moment. <laughs> Geek fest going in. I, I just I watched just it for Jerry Ryan, man. Like, she was hot. Yeah, she, she fought the rock. I really, she, really she, she punched the, the rock in the face, in yeah, space. I, I mean. Mm-hmm. And if, if it wasn't for that show, we would not have gotten Kess drunk driving <laughs> and then uh, being take, yanked out of our house naked by police. Yeah. <laughs> So, which is a real yeah. thing that we tell you. Yeah. yeah, that was a new story from like three months ago. But um, no, he's the fact that he's a fan of uh, Gene Roddenberry's original vision, which was cool, conceptually cool. But now they're making claims of he plans to take the show back to its roots. Might mean that they're going back to the original uh, Gene Roddenberry style of Star Trek, yeah. which, as we saw in the first season of, of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, doesn't really work. It's more about putting th- forth one man's vision in uh, in modernizing as it goes, yeah, progressive, yeah, you know, um, which comes to a, at a detriment to the actors' conditions, uh, and to basically public interest. Like it's really uh, mired in the '60s style of storytelling, which back then was cool. It was the '60s; it was hip. It was happening. Now the world's evolved since then. So we'll see. I may just be harping on, yeah, well, you know, gotta be cautious. It's Star Trek. You can't really mess with my franchise. I want to see. They've already how- done that in the movies. They've goofed it all to heck. So. They, they, they kind of have. But at the very least, with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, I was able to see that new audiences could Who? accept. It's a good balance. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I thought so. J.J. Yeah. Abrams released I love, uh, I love Star Trek in 2009. Uh, okay, Adam is not familiar with J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is a producer. Who uh, brought us Star Trek in 2009. Oh, Star Trek. yeah, I heard about him. Yeah. Um, either way, what I that thought was guy. good movies and widely accepted by new audiences. I was hoping that this show would follow in those footsteps. It looks like um, Fuller may have a more Roddenberry-esque vision, which I guess means something to Trek fans. That might not mean much to uh, the general audience, but is yeah, also like, one of the reasons well, I thought the general audience wrong. was against. Wouldn't the studio against. have a lot to say about the direction of the show, too? I mean, the studio would, but we're talking Star Trek here. Star Trek yeah, is one of the things that has proven when the studio has a lot of influence, it doesn't do well. When specific people uh, have more influence than the studio, yeah. things tend to go better for the franchise itself. And well, I mean, you're the fan here. You're the the ultimate fan, that at least that I know of. So are you excited? I was. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm excited if... It's going to follow in the footsteps of maybe J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Because Whereas I have the complete opposite response to this, where I want yeah. it to have nothing to do with the J.J. Abrams universe, and okay. I want it to be a return to its original roots. Well, see, that's the thing. We have two opposing opinions yeah, from two people who are yep. deftly st- uh, Trek fans. Yeah, which is what makes so Star Trek bang, so interesting. So, so back to banging like lizard yeah. alien girls. Yeah, I want, him to, so I want him to like, punch cool. lizards in the face and bang alien chicks. Battle but then also, on the planet. <laughs> but then also, you know, bring peace to warring factions, you yeah. know, <clears throat> so what you're saying is no one's going to be completely happy. Exactly. Well, no one's ever going to be completely happy. I'm, I'm just Nerds hoping. are always angry. Uh, always, right? Yeah, <laughs> true. You're yes. banging too many chicks. Yeah. All, 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 all I'm hoping is because it's Brian Fuller. Um, hopefully, gonna be it cute. won't be. Yeah, it won't be canceled after a <laughs> season <laughs> and a half. Yeah. But his, they're all good, man. They're all good. They are. Let's hope. Critically let, love too. It's 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 really weird. Let's hope for positive things. Yeah, That's the most I can say right now. Okay. All right. Um. 
Let's see. We have enough time to touch on one more news story. I don't want to harp on it too much because, dude, we have reviews to get into. All I'll say about it is Ubisoft has confirmed there will be no Assassin's Creed game. Why are they doing this to me? In 2016. Ubisoft, you're really jazzed for another Assassin's Creed game? I feel like I'm personally attacked by this news. Absolutely not. You can't be. Um, Because, I mean, they're releasing a movie. (laughs) They're releasing a movie. Uh, with Michael, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. At the very least, you'll see. You'll see a quick nut shot. Just, a, just a flash. I was gonna say, how <laughs> much? Guys how much nuts like will I get? Jim Rope, exactly. dude. That movie's not coming <laughs> out this year. Uh, well, no. Yeah, it was slated for uh, 2016. How much of Fassbender's butt will I see? Oh boy, it depends on what kind of rating it gets. <laughs> New stories here, here yeah. is they've confirmed that there will be no Assassin's Creed movie in 2016, um, and CEO Yves Guillermo gamer movie uh, explains that um, taking a break from the game franchise gives the upcoming film a uh, better chance at box office sales. So this is directly tied into the film being released. Um, now, mind you, this is also the company that two years ago famously said, we're going to release uh, at least one Assassin's Creed game every year, and that's going to be RMO for the forthcoming future. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, definitely do. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It you know how long it takes to make a good game yeah. versus how short a time it takes to, re- to release a very, very shitty game? Okay, I think Five Nights at Freddy's has shown us <laughs> how wrong things can go very quickly when you <laughs> jump the gun. And Part five. Yeah, after the success, after the success of Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, which was it was and still is a great game, like phenomenal and broke records. Probably their best. Oh, definitely. It was like their pinnacle for that whole series. I think. Well, they seem to forget that that was the follow up to I think one of their worst, Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I actually I just had a personal enjoyment to that game. I'm gonna leave that alone. Of three. Yeah, you just I, like you just like you just like cho- uh, chopping the early American settlers. I just like those slash slave Boston owners and chopping early American settlers in the head. Yes, uh, you know you know what I cannot I cannot fault you. In fact, I'm even going to give you a pound over that one. Yeah. All right, right there. That's what yeah. that was. Okay, uh, but basically, uh, it looks like they're reprioritizing at Ubisoft. I think it's actually a good thing. If anyone's a hardcore uh, fan of the fran- of the Assassin's Creed franchise, Amy, <laughs> uh, just be aware you uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to go without. You're gonna have to abstain a little you bit, like but Nick? hopefully. So, so you like Unity? I just Unity. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just. Not every I, game has to be a masterpiece. No, I never said that. Whoa. And, and then, I no, never, I never, that is, I, and I totally agree with you. But I just, I I just Assassin's Creed is a fun. prime example of that. Oh. I'm just God from forbid people. Like okay, there's a, there's a much larger debate we have <laughs> maybe, to get maybe into. Maybe it's here. France. Maybe the fact that it took place in Paris. Like, all right, you could have picked Japan. We had a multitude of other cultures that you could have picked from, but you picked that specific time and place. I don't know. We'll leave it alone. There's a much larger debate. Apparently, we have to get into here but not right now because adam i believe you got to see a Hail little Caesar? movie called yes indeed Hail, yeah it was a little movie yeah Actually, was, i do want to oh wait wait well that, that sounded that sounded like a little bit of vitriol there man uh, no 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 i mean this is a coen brothers movie so of course mm. i like ran to the theater to see it because i'll you know run to the theater to see anything they do and they're involved with because i think they're brilliant they're some of the best directors you know Probably ever, you know what I mean? Especially working right now, and their track record certainly proves that. Um, but this movie, man, this is a uh, yeah, Hail Caesar, um, starring I don't know, Scarlett George Johansson, Clooney. George Clooney, mm-hmm. uh, Channing Tatum, Josh Brolin, of course, Ralph Fiennes, Jonah Hill. So many people are in this movie. So many good people. Um, and this takes place in early 1950s in Hollywood, and it's like a, it it's, falls out of this the studio head and he's like a fixer for uh, Capitol Pictures mm-hmm. and it's basically a day in the life of him and all these things keep going wrong at the studio and he has to kind of go and play 
the fixer role, which is, you know, kind of covering up, you know, stories, feeding feeding people lies, um, paying off people, covering general up Hollywood all stuff li- like general you. Hollywood stuff from the, you know, fifties, which probably a lot of those stories are taken from real life, you know, mm-hmm. word of mouth type of things. And so yeah, we I follow remember a very young Alfred Hitchcock, right? Yet stories <laughs> of Japanese whores who he would bring by <laughs> and say he was, I heard that one. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. And then he ate him. Um, what? Whoa. <laughs> Um, so the, yeah, this follows uh, Josh Brolin's character Eddie Mannix uh, uh, around, and uh, of course George Clooney is Baird Whitlock, his biggest star, mm-hmm. and he's on this set of Hail Caesar, and all of a sudden he gets um, kidnapped, and then he gets a letter saying that this organization called the Future has taken him. They need a hundred thousand dollars, or was a million dollars, or something exorbitant amount of money. Wait, is this on some extremist? Like, <laughs> there's a deeper political message to the movie type? Uh, thing? Yes, actually, okay. and uh-huh. and and you come to find like what the organization is, and it's kind of tied into like the old Hollywood stuff, the kind of the myths that you hear about old Hollywood, and especially the screenwriters and and the the, the writers of old movies. And of course, that's some of the the pleasure of watching this is 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 what that actually is. So I'll keep that a secret, but. Um, having said that, I was I I found this movie kind of empty. There wasn't really anything much of substance there for me. Anything like deeper that I like really took out of it, it was kind of you know there was all these great actors like I mentioned, and they're all maybe get like two to five minutes of screen time a piece, and then they're mm-hmm. just kind of not there. And you kind of wanted more of this character, you wanted more of that character, and it's kind of really bouncing around and doesn't really give adequate time to any of them to really shine. Um, some of the pleasure of the movie is, you know, him going around to different studios and they're doing different pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll do, like, a water picture, and that's Scarlett Johansson, and, like, her, like, has a mermaid jumping in the water, and then they'll go to, like, Channing Tatum, and he's doing a musical. And really them kind of... Well, I mean, I, Within these genres you. that he's going in these movies, and and they kind of do like a whole number as though. And I think that's part of the fun of the Coen brothers having fun with like, all right, we're going to have like a five minute little musical number. And they'd really kind of take pleasure in having Chanitating run and dance and well, sing it's around. It's supposed and to be a musical though, isn't it? Like, or at least no. part so musical. It's, it's no, it's like he, like I said, it, he jumps around to a bunch of studios to check on actors and check on things. And they're all filming these different parts. So it's like you get to see all these movies getting made. So it's a movie about movies in a sense. And so you see it that, but yeah, it's, it, like as a, a picture itself, it's just kind of a movie about movies. I'm okay with that. As, I mean, as as the, it has as a, a thin plot to weave through to give reasons to show the clips of other movies being made. Right. It feels more <laughs> like a tribute to old Hollywood than its own individual film. Well, but it's I mean, also, I think, like a, a no, I won't say a tribute. It's kind of like a, kind of a, a very dark tribute, if anything, because it, ha- yeah, it kind of shows a very yeah, yeah, it shows yeah, yeah. more yeah. leering look. It, it shows like the dark underbelly of it for sure. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of biting stuff that's that's in there. But they also so, have so fun with see it. So Shannon it's Tatum dance. Well, Gene Kelly was drunk at every rehearsal. It's like yeah. that type of thing. So it's well, like, it's just like it, it's it's kind of pointing a finger at it out at the same time, embracing it. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that going on. So it's I'm so. Confused. It's right there's now. a lot you know there's a lot going on in this movie and it's like it's a Coen Brothers thing so I, I you know kind of I was expecting a little bit more from him I didn't really enjoy the movie as much as I was hoping I was going to you know I kind of well, left and the I was comedy. like I'm, if it's Coen Brothers I, I'm, I'm expecting some like you know chuckles here there was and there. some yeah here and there it was like it was kind of just flat on a, on a lot of levels you know what I mean I had a lot of opportunity I thought it was like with that cast with the kind of you know the old Hollywood stuff I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna you know set for a lot more and i yeah kind of came out flat was like another you know amazed or kind of really didn't want to you know pick it apart too much but it it was 
kind of just left me blank. Oh, that's kind of oh, so, okay. Well, the very least, if I'm not a, a huge Hollywood aficionado, um, would you still recommend I see this? Absolutely. I mean, if you're like a Coen Brothers fan, it's it's definitely, you know, sits in their canon right around the middle. You know what I mean? It's not as bad as the Lady Killers, but it's it's not as good as some of the stuff they've done for sure. Mm, okay. Well, that's kind of a bummer, but at the very least, it's something. Would yeah. you call it anyone's performance specifically, or were they equally shoddy? No, I don't think the performances were shoddy. I just didn't think there was enough of them. I think that was probably the problem. You know what I mean? George Clooney is always fantastic. Channing Tatum was good in this. You know what I mean? He had to learn to tap dance and sing. It's pretty funny. And then you see him as get put on a Russian accent for reasons oh. you can find out. But it's, it's, <laughs> you, it's, you, you had me and you lost me. You had me and you lost me. <laughs> but it, it's, 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 it's okay, man. It's, it's not bad. Okay, cool. You know what? I'm with that. Yeah, well... All right. Whoa. It's the Coens, like I said. You, if you should check it out anyway. You know, don't take you know my opinion because people with with these guys and their movies and stuff, they're like everyone's all over the board. You know, doesn't really. They're kind of. Right, well, no, I, I, I won't fault you for that, but there's no one whose opinion I would trust more on Coen Brothers oh, well, than Adam. Well, I Adam appreciate Lewis. that. Yeah. I hold the raising Arizona a little too high for me. <laughs> okay, so you can't, say, you can't say things like that. That's why I'm trying to trying to retain. The, all right, all right, dude. No, I mean, him coming out of the mud and screaming like, come on. All right. <laughs> All right, well, um, along with that, happening this weekend was KatsuCon. Sure was. And our very own Amy McCobb got to go out and check on what was going on with the halves. And actually, you came back with stories, am I correct? I do indeed have some tales. Oh, lay it on us. What's KatsuCon? So, KatsuCon is, uh, it's one of the larger anime conventions on the eastern coast. Mm-hmm. It's located at the Gaylord uh, <laughs> National Harbor. Yes, haha, <laughs> Gaylord. Sorry, I'm a child. National Harbor Resort. There's actually MAGFest coming up there this weekend. Mm-hmm. I won't be attending that, though. Oh. And uh, I know I wish, but I'm going to be at a different convention. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I've really been a big fan of Katsukon. I've been attending for about 12 years, and it's a place that I've always enjoyed running my panels. And something we discussed in an earlier broadcast was that they've instituted a new policy, which is anyone that wants to run a panel, anyone at all, has to pay a $40 fee to get a panelist badge. Even if you are press, if you are an exhibitor, if you work in the artist alley, you still have to buy a separate $40 pass. Because of this, this is brand new, Mm -hmm. a number of events and performances and panels dropped out, mine included. Just because $40, that's my food money for the weekend. I'm not spending $40 to stand there and present my content at a convention. And it just was a really big bummer that, other than this, I have to say, Katsukon is extremely well run, a lot of really enjoyable content, a lot of really enjoyable things, one of the better raves, one of the better dances in the evenings. They also have a formal ball, which is not really my thing, but I went two years ago. It's nicely organized. You know, it's kind of like a nerd prom, sort of fun. <laughs> and it falls on Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, it falls on Valentine's Day weekend usually, and uh, it's it's just a really good time. And it was disheartening to see them kind of nickel and diming their attendees. Um, that does seem like kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, especially if I go for the ball, I know I want to deck out head to toe in my most formal Sailor Moon outfit. The the, the dress flows nicely. Mm. Um, you are a lovely sh- moon princess off, for sure. Legs. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Got the green skirt under the bed. Always. I sail at Jupiter all day. You know, it's a little schoolgirl outfit. Only one that represents it. my height. Hard on the outside, soft on the like inside. Sweetheart, don't hate. Cook flowers. Yeah. Don't don't hate. Okay, <laughs> I, I pull it off. I got you. See these calves? All right, that is correct. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Katakon overall, though, I have to say, had some weird stuff going down this year. Oh uh, for example, there was an electrical fire at some point, and they evacuated Whoa. the entire premises. Oh, my God. So all of us were herded into the parking garage that was kind of like across the street. Cattle prods. Like, get around. <laughs> <laughs> and so picture 
thousands of cosplayers, some in, in skimpy outfits, if you will, mm-hmm. being shoved in 20-degree weather into a parking yeah. garage. I'm there. While there's klaxons blaring nice. that there's an emergency in too. the resort hotel. <laughs> this is the but I have to commend, ever, I know, I have to commend Katakon. They handle it very well. Mm-hmm. Given what was going on, they really did, they kind of herded us all nicely. We were given the all clear pretty quickly. But, I just um, imagine anyone that doesn't know what's going on, like, exactly. who lives uh, across the street, and they just see all these random costume people being the the shoved out of the hotel yep. into the streets <laughs> in like snowy weather and such. Oh, Curiosity. it's crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, Catsong is just a lot of fun. Some great cosplays. I feel like it's one of the bigger conventions for the big cosplays. It's kind of where people take their take their good stuff, if you will. Mm. Um, I took a bunch of pictures, which people can see coming up. I'll be hitting up the Geek Down Instagram, nice. so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, yeah, there's some really, really great stuff. There was a whole uh, Pokemon group that was uh, Eevee, which is the one that can kind of transform into anything, and they had all formal wear. So it was a bunch of like hand-sewn were, ball gowns. These were people dressed people in like Eevee-themed? dressed in clothes? Eevee-themed ball gowns. So there was a water okay. one, and there was a fire one, and there was an it's ice one. Well, I thought, it was I really, thought really beautiful. people just like brought out their pet dogs and random I costumes. I wish. Do you know no, how happy like I would be if I went to a convention and there were just a bunch of dogs dressed as Pokemon? <laughs> Please, <laughs> sign toys. me up. Yeah, but, no, oh, my God. Someone's going to take it seriously, put a fin on a schnauzer, and chuck it in the giant sign wave me up. pool. That'll be a Done. bad scene. Pikachu Put Spray your rabbit yellow and hand it to me. I'll be happy. Do not electrify your animals. Electrify your animals. No. no, stop. Hey. It worked for Tesla. Oh, so geez. put it in soup. <laughs> that was a that was a cruel prank that Edison put on him. That elephant was not his fault. <laughs> Thank God. I could, this is how I know I'm in the right place. Is when I can make that reference and someone actually understands yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, but, That's um, how they started the Great Chicago Fire. <laughs> so yeah, Katakon is a really good convention. I mean, I'm always looked forward to it and I have to say it left a bad taste in my mouth about the paneling thing. Yeah, it does sound kind of kind of a, uh, When I spoke with someone at the convention who was running the press booth, I was told, well, being a panelist and having a press badge grant different quote unquote privileges. But I can't think of anything other than the privilege of paying forty dollars to pre- to present the very free content that the convention runs on. Yeah, the panelists Seriously. don't don't make money back no. or anything, right? No, not at all. Yeah, and you're just basically working for the convention in a sense. You get you. I understand their thoughts of we are giving fans a space to present what they want, mm-hmm. and you're paying essentially for the audio video time. You're paying for the the, the room rental in a sense. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you're kind of working for the convention for free. So now you're paying to work. So now you're paying to work, <laughs> which is free. awful. And yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Overall, I'm still hearing back on people. But a, a good example is um, Cosplay Dating Game, which is a very popular panel that's at the convention every year. Mm-hmm. They they withdrew because that was about 14 people that would have been on that panel, and every single panelist needed to buy a bag. Every that's, single one, that's not, every just single one panel. Panel. not just well. one for the panel. Not just one for not just the panel lead. Every single person. That's, and that's a popular gosh. one too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I just feel like. I'm wondering how it affected certain people's attendance. I'm wondering how people no, reacted they, they going to the you, convention. Did they give you a reason for the? I was the never given a reason. Box? I was never given a reason. Wow. I asked a couple different times. You know, why are they implementing this? They they just didn't. They said it's of a course. New policy. And I can totally see them being like, "Why would you ask such a thing? We don't have to tell you." Yeah, you know, basically, they were like, "It's a new like, policy. This is just how we're doing yeah, it." Deal and with it, right? Yeah. Overall, I have to say again. I loved Katsukon. I had a wonderful time. If you are someone that likes larger conventions, this is a good middle ground one. You know, it's not crazy like Otakon. It's not insane like New York Comic Con, but it's a good, like, I forget the exact numbers, but maybe like 
20,000 people. Wow. You know, it's a good amount of people. A, well, it's not the 100,000 like New York Comic Con. Yeah, 20,000 oh. I think is their weekend total. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty big convention, nice size convention. Again, really great cosplays. They they have also one of the better masquerades of other conventions. So if you're someone that really wants to like is a strong cosplayer wants to present their work, Hatsukon's a great place for it. The location for it's also very interesting. The kill. Well, it's the Gaylord. Oh, that resort, that hotel but resort it's, yeah. is fantastic. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space. Paper. Beautiful space. Pat and can't even it has it. tons of places to eat. I mean, the Gaylord National is just. They have a fountain. The Gaylord presents a water fountain show every night, a, a light up fountain show at the Gaylord. If you want to <laughs> see some nice splashing. Uh, Please go to liquids. the Gaylord if you want to see Explosion Pat in a <laughs> Sailor Moon outfit that yeah. he hides under his bed. You can Yo, say, Pat I have a cat's uh, I will whip up a Sailor Moon outfit for you. All right, that's what I'm saying. You can have a yeah, gay it, old time. <laughs> See, if the con was marketed that way, I'd be like double go. Like that just Probably makes it better. Be yeah, I guess uh, the takeaway from Catacon is me just in the, in the cool lots on the, on, the, on the cover on the poster. Yeah, the takeaway from Catacon is that it's a really great convention. That I don't know what the hell they're thinking this year because they also had a couple real quick couple things that were annoying. Um, they had some sort of ridiculously egregious bag policy for their video game room. Mm-hmm. So I could what? walk into the dealer's room. I could walk into the vendor merchant room mm-hmm. with my my purse, which is not that large, and essentially go anywhere and stuff whatever I wanted into my purse because they don't stop me. But they wouldn't let me in the game room, and it's no larger than like a large book. They had that. They had that last year. Yeah, they, they had that last year too. And I thought, you know, because a lot of people complained and were like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? Stuffing a PlayStation in our bag? Like, what do you think we're doing? There's just it's put the security in there. Uh, hey, yeah. I don't know if you just, have a quantum singularity uh, in there. Uh, <laughs> could have a wormhole leading right back. I know. To I might, might have time. a bag of holding. You, you got to blame the Wii. I feel like that's true. No, I hadn't thought about that, the controllers. But what drove me crazy about it is there was this weird trickle down of power at the convention this year where some of the people were really nice and some of the staff was very like, I have a modicum of power, so I will bark at you, attendees. For uh, an example, is there was a lot of uh, there was a bottleneck of traffic walking from one side of the con to the other midday Saturday. So instead of having someone stand there, perhaps directing the flow of traffic or setting up a barrier so people could only walk in one direction on each side, there was someone who would hold up entire groups of people, yell at them to wait for the next group to pass. And then, like, scream in the faces of people that walked around him, not to defy him, but because they didn't know what was going on. Oh, Listen, I, I think you that's can't because, go any further. Yeah, I, I think that's because uh, a few years ago, when you're at uh, the Prior Hotel, yes, Crystal they City. had major yeah. issues. Yes, they with, did. Uh, lines and queuing. Yes, yes, so and they've they've been doing better, but they've reacted of... poorly. Oh no, there was. Their old location was bananas. It yeah. got bananas. There was like, you know, people make like Black Friday jokes about people like running and crushing. That was the dealer's room at their old location. It was insane. Wow. But I must say, Katsukon overall, great, great convention. Always look forward to it. It's a, quite a schlep, but worth it. And uh, check out on our website. They did a write-up of Katsukon, yes, a couple pictures, did. whatnot. And uh, yeah, Katsukon. Also, I was Loki, and someone told me I was their favorite Disney princess, and that made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, interesting reaction. <laughs> All right. Um, so Katsukon, check it out. Or I guess don't, unless you really want to see the Gaylord. The Gaylord. <laughs> Starring oh, jo- Jokes of the Gaylord aside, it is one of the nicest convention locations of any convention. Yeah. It's pricey. It's one of the pricier conventions because of it. But it is 
absolutely stunning. And again, if you're a serious cosplayer who likes doing photo shoots, uh, I just did a photo shoot in front of like a roaring fire in their steakhouse, and it was like the nicest location <laughs> I've ever done anything. So that's that's a great way to uh, multitask, right? Like there. a bearskin rug hanging out. No, I literally did that though. No, <laughs> all right. Well, um, well, first of all, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, now, last week, a uh, movie was released to the public uh, about an anti-hero in the Marvel Universe. Uh, the movie was called Deadpool. I got to see it. Did anyone else? Uh, I believe, I believe yes. you know, most, yes. most of us. I, I got to see it. Okay, okay. Be a little less lackluster. Yes. I got to see Deadpool. It was amazing. Did anyone else see it? Uh, no, man. I didn't okay, you all will never come back to this show. Forget, you, forget all of you. Everyone okay, what I'm getting at is... Yay. for me, I think. Like all right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Deadpool came out last week here in the U.S., and actually I think still may have an overseas release. Uh, still not getting in China, but uh, it apparently it has did, broken records. It did crazy bastard. business in Russia. Oh, it, yeah. it sold more money in Russia than Star Wars did, I think. Yeah, dude. It's um, breaking all sorts de- of records. Russia it was loves re- Deadpool. Russia loves <laughs> Deadpool. I think it's Colossus. So they were, no, they really love Deadpool, though. Yeah. This is not. This isn't me making a joke. Russia loves Deadpool. Yeah, they were tracking <laughs> this movie at like sixty to seventy million dollars, which is great numbers, and it's done like one twenty-five. Yes, like as that. of right now, nuts. it it's is the second highest-grossing Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, and and this, it's just a rated behind. R, so this is a big deal. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, this is like yeah, the highest R-rated highest, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope I'm that, that opens the, di- the, go- the doors for yeah. a future. That gate. I want I that Lobo yeah, movie. The Lo- <laughs> I want that yeah. Lobo movie. Lobo's DC, and I, uh, I, I really hope I want Lobo that so bad. Awesome Lobo's so embattled right, right now Lobo that I'm not sure which version. No, I don't want the like Hot Topic, My Chemical Romance Lobo. I want like classic 80s Lobo. Yeah. No, no, no. You want classic 90s Lobo. Classic eighties Lobo wore a clown suit. Had um, yeah, no, had, I want. Uh, had, it was basically like the Kiss reboot yeah. of nineteen eighty four. I want that. All one. right, nobody wants that. I, Amy wants that one. Oh, Kiss is the worst. Yeah. All right, well, Deadpool. Um, just this, the uh, movie synopsis here: A former special forces operative. Damn, what did I get? A former special forces operative. I got all of New York. fought people. A former special forces operative turned mercenary is subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopting the alter ego Deadpool. You know, that's very succinct of Deadpool's origin. Over the years, people that don't know comics and don't know Deadpool have asked me to break it down. And for some reason, I can't do it in less than like nine paragraphs and and going into like X-Men history. I asked you to do that for me. Yes. And I'm still still working on the I'm still working on the thesis. I got like, yeah. Yeah. But no, (laughs) I totally understand. Like you can't expound on his origin unless you expound on like 50 other characters that yeah been which is something situation. the movie did really well actually yeah. then it, it the truncated it nicely yeah, did, yeah but that's 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 the thing it's a good movie to see if you don't know any of that you don't need or any if Deadpool you know knowledge. everything yeah. uh, the people that know just kind of parts and parts here and parts there may still be left in the dark and may miss some of the good stuff it had a lot of easter eggs it had a lot of stuff for those who love deadpool and know deadpool yeah, but yeah. certainly you could have watched it and been like what's all this then and gotten an enjoyable film out of it yeah no totally i'm not i'm not i'm not taking that away from it i'm just saying if you know it intimately, it's awesome. If you know nothing about it, it's still funny as hell. But I've talked I've had conversations with people where it's like they know a little bit and I feel like they wanted to know more. They felt like they yeah. they could feel how much they were missing out on, which may be a good thing for the sequel cuz it creates that much more interest yeah, for the comics or for that, yeah. the character in general, yeah. Yeah, dude, I had an awesome time at this movie. Um uh, I'm just really enamored with the fact that it was obviously written by people who care. Yeah, about the material. Who cared Ryan about the Reynolds character. was the producer. That see, that's awesome. Yeah, the fact he, that he, he was did indeed this the role producer of it years ago in a horrible movie, 
but cared about wanting to be the character enough that he's been fighting for this for so long. He's been fighting to get Deadpool released as its own legit movie. Um, oh, also, let me call down uh, the actual actors who were in the sucker because it was starring Ryan Reynolds, anyone who doesn't know or hasn't seen it yet, but also Ed Screen uh, is in this. Uh, if anyone doesn't know him, he was the, um, I don't want to say replacement. He was just the um, the, the, the stand-in uh, for um, Jason Statham in the... One, two, three, four, in the fourth Transporter movie, yeah, which we had a good time reviewing <laughs> yeah, yeah, on this yeah. very show. Sure, but so you basically have Deadpool against the Transporter in this movie, which was so good. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> good. Go into super detail about it. No, no, so no, 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 no. No spoilers. No spoilers. So good. I promise. I don't. I don't think he was great. all that. He's good, but I don't think uh, the that character itself was. Written as well as what it could have been Why as compared are you the pessimist to. Here? Well, it's just no. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a big fan of villains. Yes. Yeah. That was not a good villain. Okay, but, but you got you got to you got to introduce you got to introduce Deadpool first before you can actually start expounding into the major I think, villains. I think this, what actually universe, I think I it was a test ground. I mean, imagine if they gave him like somebody prominent that he usually fights on the regular. Yeah, Deadpool well, versus T Ray would not have worked in a movie. <laughs> One of the things I think actually made the Deadpool film work so well, and again, this is also spoiler-free, is the small scope of the film. That, And you can get this from the trailers. It's him, you know, he's trying to save his girlfriend, basically. He's, yeah. try, he's coming after, like, the people that wronged him, and he's trying to save his girlfriend. And he's not fighting 50 aliens coming to take over the Earth. He's not fighting, you know, some god come to take over the Earth. You know, the Earth isn't going to explode in the next five minutes. And if it is, Deadpool doesn't care because he just wants to save his damn girlfriend. And that's something that I really appreciated about the film that it had this smaller, more focused scope. And in that regard, I, I did enjoy the villains in the movie because I did enjoy that this was a personal narrative, that this was, you know, Deadpool going on his own, you know, quest, if you will, and not necessarily the Avengers yep. up against the big bad. Yeah, that's one thing you don't see in Marvel movies yeah, these days. It was really and refreshing to me. The, I love, well, first of all, I love the fact that we have a scope of Marvel movies to compare it to. Exactly. Isn't but, that nice? Look, looking back on 2008, whoever thought this was coming? Seriously. But um, they kept it in perspective. This isn't uh, one of your cosmic characters that deals with the whole universe. This is just a guy who does things on a uh, human level. And they kept the movie within those bounds. I think that was a really strong, uh, strong point of it. And also the humor. The humor was there. And that's one thing that I think often gets lost in translations from one medium to another. Yeah. If uh, it's a very humorous character, uh, that type of humor at least. I'll say because it's not always like they're not funny or they're not trying to be funny. It's just that same, maintaining that same level of comedy is usually lost. It wasn't here. Deadpool is notorious for breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience. They did that in the movie. Deadpool's notorious for having these really outlandish jokes that somehow fit because of the character's nuts. They did that in the movie. And all of it was, it just it just came together in what I'm hoping is not just the perfect storm of ridiculousness because I really want a sequel to this to be good. But I, as a hardcore fan, was very satisfied Yes. And I've had a couple of conversations with people who have who knew nothing about it. They approached this on the same level they approached uh, Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern, mm. you know, where they knew nothing about the character and franchise beforehand. And they equally, well, I won't say equally, but they also really enjoyed the movie. So I think that shows I'm not just looking at it 
with rose-tinted glasses, especially since I've already gone back and paid to see the damn thing twice. <laughs> I'm going again tomorrow. Nice. Nice. I'm going Thursday, so. Yeah, yeah. The, with yeah. The, if that's not a testament to a film, what is? You know? Screw it, I'm not seeing it. Oh, Adam. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't like fun. All right, I'm buying Adam's ticket. I'm just, I'm really happy for Ryan Reynolds because he just fought super, super, super hard. I mean, I, I stayed up on top of the movie and whatnot, and um, just news as it came out and you know I, I always thought it wasn't going to happen to be very honest with you just some of the tumultuous stuff he had to go I had that fear too you know but he, he fought hard and he just kept it so yo dare I say it's probably the best most per- perfectly adaptated movie mm-hmm. comic book movie out there right now to date Dare I say? I I, I want to say perfection almost, but I you know there were certain things that I was like eh, whatever. But your I I, 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 I still vi- I still I still vie for um, Punisher Warzone to have that title. <laughs> Ter- terrible mo- terrible movie. <laughs> but no, Deadpool is is, de- is definitely up there, and I'm really happy it is too because I had such fear in my heart, legit, yeah. that this would be. Just a bad movie after yeah. so much, like after uh, all, all this time of fighting for it, and then the press campaign, dude, they have not shut up about this damn thing for yeah. weeks, for months. But it's, it's been, been it's been enjoyable, at least I think. I think the press for Deadpool has been on point with between their commercials yeah. and their all of the different billboards that they made. It's, it's been, been fun, yeah, really yeah, yeah. fun. Like and I didn't highly, feel bombarded. I felt like I was excited to see what they do next. Kudos to the marketing and, team. I mean, like, yeah, no, they really did it. that well. But you know, thank God this movie did well. What would you know, Ryan Reynolds do after this? He's so good looking and I rich. feel bad. You know, again, <laughs> that poor man with his poor man. Man. Oh, no, 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 perfect no, bone structure. Whoa, 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 perfect bone structure. No, okay. There's a lot of observation on that. Very obviously, he'd always have a home playing Rocket Raccoon's twin brother. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> no, he's had uh, bad. He's, he's had a bad string with comic book movies. The first Deadpool version. Oh my god. Uh, Green Lantern, oh, and then you want yep. Hannibal from Trinity. Uh, yeah. Oh Trinity. well, Hannibal. Well, no, that was I a good character that, in a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. that was a great. He was his. Uh, you know what I, you know what I It took me years to get over him being Van Wilder. I just. Oh it, my god. Just, <laughs> like, it just followed me around. It's I like just rewatched that too. It's so weird. It's so. It, but it's like he was great in that. That everything I saw, everything like the comic timing that he has is just so tied to that movie. Like I couldn't take him seriously anything True. he did and we had the joke of course you know he, yeah. he looks like Bradley Cooper I thought they were interchangeable for a while and now they might not be anymore you know, you know they, they might not be that, they Cooper's... might have moved to separate people now well, Bradley know. Cooper's <laughs> doing these weird movies where he plays like the hitman on his day off who decides to help out randomly I'm like what the f- what's going on why do you have a spray tan what's going on here he's always with Jennifer Lawrence now so yeah it's, he's a white dude with cornrows <laughs> it, it's, it's weird the whole thing is awkward well anyways I had a great time at this Johnny you almost actually you actually almost didn't make it out to see this did what happened yeah, almost oh man there was like a shooting outside of the event that happened yeah, yeah. and like pictures. like we mean actual bang bang shooting not like movie shooting like legit life in the city type stuff don't yeah, let pat was, tell you a lot there was swat this? there was everything out there yeah. that night that's what i'm saying right. yeah. trying, trying to get in <laughs> cops are stopping it i'm waiting inside this the is train. at the movie no, this is when the I was riding at the train hotel. to the movie and yeah the shooting was just outside of the building what building the movie theater downtown uh, uh, like they, they had blocked it, everything the off. The Tremont Street one? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. There was like SWAT team, everything was crazy. I was getting text messages in the theater like, you know, Johnny, where Old are you? He's like, they only made the building. And other <laughs> people who were supposed to be there, that they, they were turning away. They weren't letting people in after a certain point. Oh, yeah. Because of the, the SWAT team blocking off half the block because someone had actually gotten shot outside of the movie theater. 
and um, it was it was just like it was like the force of the universe which were were making you fight to get to us, uh, and you like made it pulled out this eleventh hour BS victory. Where, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, you were just like exploiting press credentials when I couldn't do it, but somehow, like you were like, no, excuse me, the mayor wants me to be here. It was there was a series of of gates I had to get through, and each one I had to apply some sort of social kung fu, some social manipulation, social engineering kung fu in order mm. to get in, and it worked. Nice, nice. So many, so many like. Your sexual innuendo There's so many yeah. sexual favors I had to perform. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, well, you don't made don't it. lie to us, Johnny. You we saw know. Deadpool. We saw Deadpool. John. My official review is it's an enjoyable movie that stays faithful to the material. But if even if you're not familiar with the material, you can still enjoy the hell out of this. I highly recommend anyone see it. Boom. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, whatever he said, because it's like A+++++. Funniest movie I, I've seen. I forced it. No, There's I a faulty brothers. towers yeah. reference. <laughs> no. You guys need to see this movie. It's that good though. Right. I hope it opens up. The, and again, I just hope it opens up the door for more R-rated movie. Fox just. To, I think they just need to stay the R-rated route. Um, I, I'm getting tired of some Fox Marvel movies, man. I'm hoping they just they they they, they use common sense from now on. Yeah. O- oftentimes they try to play it safe. This is one where they they Josh decide Trank to go like, balls Why to the couldn't wall. this have been me? Oh, poor Josh. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> R-rated Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic about, Four could have been this. You're right. R-rated Maximum Carnage. <laughs> Well, oh, are we ready for that? Know. Whoa, nah, whoa! How about that? Nah, I want an R-rated Ninja Turtles That's, movie. Actually, you know what, dude? I would stop, watch that. Stop! Stop! stop right okay, now. though, real quick. What's the worst? The what's the worst yeah, superhero? Right? The worst superhero R-rated movie you can think of? Right now? Right now, real quick, uh, off Dolph, the top of your head. Dolph Lundgren, Punisher. Yep. No, 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 no. I mean, like, what's the worst potential? Like, what's the worst idea of a superhero oh, movie to be R-rated? Mm. Worst combination. Like the Holy. worst combination. That's like, a great real question. quick. What's oh, your, man. What's I don't your know, quick I don't answer? Know. Ambush Lightning bug. The revenge. Oh, Ambush man. bug. Squirrel. Oh, man. <laughs> Squirrel Girl for real? <laughs> I think Squirrel Girl would make a great R rated Underdog. Girl, yeah. Underdog. Oh, man. Underdog. Oh, R-rated don't say Underdog. that because they did it. Oh, man. Oh, but no. R rated. R rated. Uh, I know. It'll be, it'll be the return of Jason Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say see it. Derek? Oh, definitely. Amy? See it. Johnny? Oh, yeah. See that shit. All right. So. Adam, will you have we convinced you? This has been an intervention, sir. <laughs> so I feel like I was trying not to. I was gonna go today. I just was lazy. Started snowing. I'm like, yeah, that's all I need. Oh uh, yeah, we're bro- we're we're, broad- we're broadcasting to y'all from uh, beneath the snowdrift. Uh, we're actually winding down. I'm getting so a filling just... replaced tomorrow. I'm gonna see it after that. I think that was the is the plan. You, you, right you just want to see a high on gas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. hey man, is there more? Hey, you know, it's a better. I don't know if you've been surfing the net or not, but um, vanity died. What really? Vanity, yeah, Vanity. from from um, Last Dragon. Yeah, no. Yeah, she's just fifty-seven, bro. Damn, I, I was really hoping that. she'd teach me some moves. <laughs> I'm, hey, bro, that, nah. Oh, oh okay. damn. Okay, she's man. like to me that like we were just talking. Me and Amy were talking yeah, about. Yeah. She, to me, she was like the one-hit wonder like of the '80s. Like she did this one great movie, like great, and never seen her again in a movie. Well, to me, well, she maybe was one the... or two. What? Well, she was in Action Jackson, right? She was in Action yes, Jackson. she was yeah, in she Action was. Jackson. Yes. Yeah, she was. I have a beef with Action Jackson too. I think you know mine. What? My beef because in the movie Action Jackson, mm-hmm. he's suspended. He's a suspended cop. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't let him be Action Jackson. Yeah. We always hear these stories like, "Oh, Mr. Action Jackson," you know what I mean? They're all talking about how great he was, but you never—he's not never Action Jackson in the movie because he's suspended. He can't like, he can't be Action Jackson. See, no, it's such was... crap. What a horrible way to do a movie! And you got you know, greased up Power Weathers, like, and he's just like, "Oh man, I can't jump into this firefight oh, anymore. I'm suspended. They'll they'll take me away." I was like, "How can you not let Action Jackson be Action Jackson? Dumbest movie of all time." Well, no, and she does was... that weird dance scene, yep. and he's like, and "Coach is watching," and it's like, "Coach, like, you creep me out, bro." Well, <laughs> like, sorry, I have a lot of beef with Action Jackson. You know, I, 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 look, I look at that as I look at that as there was that, 
and then he got um, the short-lived TV series Street Justice. Street Justice, oh, yeah. which was Damn, the bro. yeah, which was Action Jackson back on duty. Yeah, or, 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 yeah, Action Jackson back on the back. Why he wasn't the biggest star ever is is beyond me. Him and Adrian Paul of Highlander. Oh, yo, TV that's show. my favorite TV show. <laughs> it's so good. Of all that, time. No, my favorite TV show of all time is Forever Night, but my second favorite TV oh, show is a Highlander TV show. Wow. Mine too. Yeah, that for is, sure. That is just a that is Adrian that is Paul not becoming above. a big star. He did like that weird vampire movie with a. Uh, what was his name? He didn't have much Bokeen choice. Woodbine? He was in the Bokeen Oh, yeah, movie. I remember yeah. what you're talking about. Bokeen Lives, too, which is weird. Bokeen. <laughs> it's called The Brood or something. The Brood, no, yeah. No, Bokeen was, was right up there with Al Leong. And uh, that dude you guys passed around. Yeah, yeah. Al Leong played every uh, a- Asian villain in 80s movies. Seriously. And then, uh, I forget his name, but the dude, the dude, the dude Hector, the dude um, y'all put up. On the geek down, yeah, he's always uh, playing uh, like the Vato Loco. When they put Bokeen yeah, in that movie, Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, I was like, "How are you going to stick Bokeen next to Kevin yeah. Costner, Kurt Russell, and was it David Arquette?" Well, normally that wouldn't be a problem, yeah. except playing Elvis, playing yeah, a different Elvis. playing Elvis. That's next where it to got those weird. guys. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, it's Bokeen Woodbine, man. Bokeen they, they, he's he's going to find something to do. Despite he's going to find something to do. Yeah. They, they, they talked they, about Vanity Fair. Now we're talking about Elvis. Well, no. In <laughs> the, That's where you go, man. In the, in the big hit, he's the uh, the assassin obsessed with masturbation. I mean, there's yeah. no way to save that prestigious career. <laughs> um, but no, Vanity, that's something that kind of hits, dude, because she was the one um, songstress, I think, who actually benefited from being uh, yeah. Prince's plaything. Yeah. Because <laughs> she actually got a career out of it, whereas Apollonia and it speaks even, volumes. I, you know, this is sidetrack, but it speaks volumes to Prince's G game. Like, what the hell, dude? Every girl you <laughs> bag was gorgeous. Pimp, yeah, pimp of Whoa. the year. I mean, man. let's he's, all be real though. He's very pretty, and he's Prince, like as tall. Prince, 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 Prince is a pretty man. Yeah, <laughs> it's but. like he's very pretty and bendy. What did, <laughs> I think if there was ever going to be a real vampire, just like that, that came out oh, in the news. What did Tracy Yo, Morgan dude. say of yeah. Prince? He like went up to Prince, and Prince kicked him out of his house, and he, but he like got got too close to him, and he's like. He's like, Prince got too close to me, and I just had to do the, the lick my lips thing. He's like, <laughs> just he's like, that's how cute he was. You know what I mean? He's like, mm. all right, that, that, that's Prince's G game. I'm very here for this conversation, just so everybody knows out there. Amy's planning to find Prince and lick her lips as close as possible oh to that man. Life goals. Jeez. All right, well, on that note, this has been The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Catch us every Monday night, 9 p.m. Another rebroadcast like that there on WEMFRadio.com. And also hit us up at geek-down.com for the latest and the greatest in the news and reviews and all the fun stuff we bring yous. Until then, you can catch us. And Oh, also, don't want to forget, if you have any information that you want to communicate to the crew or have any questions as such, you can hit us up at geek down radio at gmail.com and also remind you all the geek down is brought to you by csj promotions check them out on facebook and by out of the blue gallery right here in boston in lovely cambridge massachusetts check them out at four oh, excuse me uh, check them out at gas uh, check them out at 541 mass ave and they have poetry readings they have gallery openings it's all it's great stuff i saw a burlesque show there over the weekend so you know it's thorough and also catches every monday nights right here wmf radio Dot com every Monday nights nine p.m. until next week. Want to thank Johnny. Yep. Want to thank Derek. Yeah, go watch Deadpool. It's awesome. You're the man. Want to thank Amy. I'm amazing. Want to thank DJ Mikey Mike for making this sound amazing. I shook Prince's hand. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not wearing gloves? You better have that bronze. <laughs> oh, I see the sparkling now. I <laughs> made love to Prince. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Better have that like Scotch guarded. All right, my homeboy Black. Adam Willis, thank you. Yes, sir. For the of course. Show, my man. Yeah.
All right. And I am Pat B. Reminding you all, until next week, be excellent to each other. Peace. 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 W-E-M-F.